0: You can do whatever you set your mind to. Do not sell yourself short. He teamed up with Chris, another Chris who launched his company Sales Scout in 2014. This Chris joined a, about a year ago when they were doing about 35 grand a month in revenue. They're now up to 260 grand a month in revenue using their own tool to drive most of that growth. Their team of 20 is based in Boulder. They're growing overseas teams, about 20 folks to do human checking on the data they're providing back to sales teams. They've got about 100 customers paying on average 2,800 bucks a month, doing about 280 grand per month right now in revenue less than 2% gross revenue churn annually and negative net revenue annual churn. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, Hello, everyone. My guest today is Chris Lind. And after co-founding a large retail chain in Chicago in the late 70s, he was persuaded by one of his mentors to get into the data, predictive analytics and marketing technology space. 35 years later, he's developed a reputation as a thought leader and pioneer in his industry. He's launched a number of successful startups, and he's run large corporate divisions at public companies, including Equifax, Experian, MDC Partners, and EDS Neo Data. Chris, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: I sure am. Thanks for
0: having me. You bet. Tell us about Sales Scout Data. What's the company do, and how do you make money?
1: We are a software and data as a service company. We work with some of the biggest brands out there: CenturyLink, uh, Mytel, RingCentral, Windstream, Iron Mountain. We work. Uh, we're in multiple verticals. Um, obviously, telco. We're in commercial real estate. We're in uh, enterprise software. And uh, a number of others. And uh, the company was founded about three years ago by a guy who uh, um, came out of commercial real estate. And we've morphed into much bigger, uh, much bigger verticals over the last three years. We've diversified our product mix significantly in the last six, uh, six months and we're growing.
0: And give me a general sense the average customer, what are they paying you per year? I mean, are we talking a grand, a million, 10,000?
1: Uh, so it can be anywhere from three to $400,000 a year to as little as five to $10,000 a month. Right. Um, so it's all over the board.
0: Okay. So um, yeah, that, but, the range you just gave me was basically between a hundred grand a year and three, 400 grand a year.
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Okay. And I mean, would you say the, usually the lower end of those ranges is usually average. Would you say if I forced you into an average, would you say somewhere around 200 grand?
1: I'd say somewhere around 100 to, yeah, 100, 150
0: on average. And how are you, so so the reason I ask that is I want to understand how you're pricing it. There's a lot of these companies popping up right now that are not pure play SaaS because they've got a data component as well and you're selling batches of API calls or things like that. What are you pricing around?
1: Yeah, see, that's where we're different. So um, we price on a cost per lead basis Um, So if you subscribe to X number of leads per month, um, we charge you at a certain rate. So you get what you pay for and you aren't subscribing to a data set that could include a bunch of titles and contacts that really are irrelevant to you
0: churn though with that kind of model typically gets high because one month people will need a million leads and the next month they scale down they don't need any or it's season around a holiday so tell me about your churn and how you manage that
1: actually we've uh, we've had extremely low churn in the last uh well i started in march we've lost one customer that just wasn't a good fit for us so literally we have almost imperceptible churn mm-hmm. the data it, data the data business if the data works well for a customer they continue to come back for more and more we are fanatical about accuracy we have unique data components that we bring to the table we have super high conversion rates and that's why they keep coming back
0: so when you say great churn if i ask you about you know annual revenue churn you'd say what less than 5% annually i mean how low is it
1: I lost less than 2%. Okay,
0: less than 2% revenue churn annually, which means I imagine you're in the net negative revenue churn range, right? Your expansion more than outpaces the churn? That's correct. Yeah, interesting. Um, What other pricing levers do you use to drive expansion revenue besides just more data? Do you have number of seats, additional features, name some of those things?
1: Yeah, we're going to be morphing into a new model that uh, is based on um, the number of users on the SaaS application, which is the sales intelligence piece of it. But right now we are focused on growing the business and we've diversified the data mix. We've uh, we've outsourced a bunch of the work to uh, the global crowd force, uh, reduced a lot of costs on, on our end. While maintaining the quality, so we're we're you know we're we're focused on data sales right now, and um, interestingly enough, the sales intelligence platform is um, is not the key piece of this. It's really about conversions. It's really about how a sales and marketing team drives pipeline growth and and revenue, and they'll take the data straight. Uh, in a CSV file, and they'll import it into their Salesforce or Marketo system, and and run from there.
0: That's right. Now, what have you scaled to? Obviously, you just joined a year and a half ago. It sounds like, but Chris Silvestri launched it. I think you said three years ago. How many customers today are you serving?
1: We have uh, we have 30 enterprise customers and roughly 70 smaller customers.
0: Okay, and and so call it 100 total. I assume your enterprise folks are gonna be more on that 400 grand ACV range. Your smaller guys are gonna be more That's closer correct. to 100, right?
1: Yeah, okay. to give you an idea of the growth, we uh, when I started, actually, it was March 1st of 2017. I was hired by the board after a round that was closed okay. in September of 2016.
0: How much total raised?
1: Two and a half million.
0: Uh, together, the whole company, or just that round?
1: Oh no! Just that round. It was a Series A round. Um, so uh, the, uh, one of the contingencies of that round was that they hire a, a CEO who comes out of the data space, and they uh, they brought me in. We grew on uh, at an average of 24 percent month over month for the last six months.
0: Can you annualize uh, that for me? So in 2017, what was total
1: total? Growth? Yeah. So let me let me give you an idea. I came in. We were at a run rate of thirty five thousand dollars a month. We yep. closed December at two hundred and sixty. December we'll sixteen. About, yeah, in 2017. So I came in March first. January first of that year, we were doing about thirty five thousand in revenue. In December of 2017, we we finished at two sixty. Yep. We'll do about three and a half million next year, seven million after that, and fifteen to twenty in twenty.
0: You think you'll be uh, doing about three point five million run rate at the end of this year or three point five million per month?
1: Three point five million in total revenue. Yeah,
0: a run rate, an AR yep. run rate. Yeah. So December That's twenty right. December twenty eighteen revenue times twelve, you think will be in that three point five range. That's correct. Which puts you which would put you around what is that, two hundred ninety grand a month, something like that.
1: That's about right.
0: And today, it sounds like if you're growing twenty four percent month over month, and you finished twenty sixteen at or twenty seventeen at two hundred and sixty. So you're doing today somewhere around two hundred and eighty, something like that. That's correct. Interesting. Where are you driving most of the customer growth from, or the revenue growth? Is it coming from upselling the current customer base, or onboarding brand new customers?
1: Uh, a little bit of both. So um, we've had unbelievable expansion through customers who had such good experience with us. They've rolled it out to all their channel partners. We signed probably uh, 10 to 12 new telcos just in the last four months as a result of that. We've been made uh, the preferred partner for contact optimization, which is a critical piece to you know, sales and, and marketing that are, that's targeted to set accounts. You can't sell to the people you don't know. Um, so we fill uh, we fill their tar we fill um, contacts for a lot of customers who just don't have visibility into the key decision makers. Mm-hmm. So. Ah, uh, we've been expanding. We've d- we've done a lot of uh, a different different things on our product mix here.
0: Yeah. Last question on economics before I move forward, kind of into more of the story based stuff. You mentioned about hundred customers total, and you said minimum ACV was around hundred grand in your smaller segments. But that that's placed- for the enterprise
1: side. So okay. Got there's it. There's a lower side. There's a, there's a there's a mix of uh, commercial real estate brokers that we have done business with. Uh, our founder got a start in that in that space. Um, They provide, uh, we have an exclusive relationship with about 50 of these people who provide data that's very critical to other customers in in other markets.
0: Got it, I was gonna say, because at your current MR of 280 divided by 100 customers, your average ACV is about 2,800 a month on average. Absolutely, it doesn't work, yeah. Got it, but growing, moving forward, as you go into enterprise, your first year ACV is much closer to the 100, 200, 300 mark. That's correct. Okay, makes good sense. Why? So I want to learn more about you here. So you joined about a year ago. Were you an EIR at the firm that led the round? Or I mean, how did you get brought in? Was there a search that happened right before it closed?
1: It was a search. And in, in, in our area here in the Boulder County area of, uh, of Colorado, uh, there is a high concentration of, of big data companies, DataLogix, which was acquired by Oracle, KB. Full
0: Contact.
1: Yeah, they're, they're all out here. And, and I know most of them, so I, I've got a bit of a reputation out here as well as a number of other good people too. So the board approached me and, the, and I took a look at this company and I found a couple things interesting. So I, Like what? I, well, one, this company has not built its product on the back of a licensed data set, and you'll find that often in this business. It's very people, incestual. Exactly. So, in the in in the um, course of its business, the company had sourced all of its enti- its entire database. We have ten million companies, three and a half million decision makers. That's a completely different flip from most of the compilers. Most of the compilers will tell you they have twenty four million companies, fifty to sixty million contacts. Well, if you the dirty little secret about this business is that. Ninety percent of those are non-employer-based companies, and companies that are selling B two B services to another company certainly don't want to target other companies with no employees. It's like so a sole founder with a cookie shop. That's exactly right. An LLC, a website, etc., yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera. So. Um, There's actually 25 million companies, and this is US Census data, 25 million companies, 19 million of those have no employees, six million of those are actual firms, and there are about eight to nine million um, companies with actual employees in different locations. So those are the establishments. Yep. Now If no. you look if you look at the total number of co- people who are employed in the United States, it's 124 million. So a company that tells you they have 24 million companies and 50 to 60 million uh, contacts, I can assure you it they are work. decision yeah. makers. Right? So just
0: to be clear, I want to get this on record. You don't pay clear bit. You don't pay full contact. You don't pay for anyone else's data to nope. make yours more robust. You have your own web scrapers, your own
1: sources. We do it all entirely ourselves. We have our exclusive data relationships. We have our proprietary systems and analytics. And then we combine it with human verification, which is really where the magic occurs. You can only take technology so far.
0: What's your team size today? How do you do that at scale?
1: Uh, it's roughly 20 people here in the Colorado area. We have a couple out in Arizona. And we have a, a scalable workforce that kind of expands and contracts, depend on uh the customer demands. And we do that in places like Macedonia and Bangladesh and Pakistan. How many? Sorry. uh, So 20 here in in Colorado, two in Arizona. Uh, We're hiring about four or five more. And we've got 20 to 25 people in the global workforce.
0: Okay, Some economics questions here before we wrap up, Chris. CAC, what are you spending to acquire these
1: customers? Very, very little. We eat our own dog food. Less than so, what? <laughs> pardon me. Less than what? Uh, well, let's put it this way, Nathan. We we didn't have we didn't spend a dime on on marketing last year. We had one person beating the street, and we saw that kind of growth. So um, so count is shifting- zero. Yeah. Near zero.
0: Near zero. OK. Now, if you're going to raise more capital and grow this thing, many would argue you have to figure out how to use money to make more money. What, what would you true. say to that?
1: Yeah. So we're dialing in the marketing. We just hired a new VP of, uh, of marketing, Jean Chen. She's coming to the table. Her job is to we've, we made a significant investment in Salesforce and Pardot. We're ramping up on the metrics. My job is to look at every single uh, metric possible to understand what we're doing that works and what we shouldn't be doing that doesn't. And um, so we're uh, we're, at, we're ramping up our lead gen activities. That's
0: good. Now, what do you assume lifetime value is on these accounts? I know it's hard to predict, but what do you assume they're definitely
1: worth? It depends on who we're talking about. But, Your enterprise you know, the, cohort. The ones that we're talking about, I'd say that they are probably, well, for example, we've got a customer that's, you know, $300,000 a year and they've been with us for three years. They take calls from our their competitors to tell them what, how well this data works. So, you know, lifetime value. I would like to see three to four, maybe five hundred thousand dollars.
0: Yep, makes good sense, and then and that and that rings true with what your churn stuff looks like as well. So let's wrap up here, Chris, uh, with the famous five. Number one, what's the last business book you read?
1: Let's see, loyalty leap and. Um Let's see. I, well, I'm always reading books, but um, Good to Great, Jim Collins, good. is a great book. Number two, and who's your
0: favorite? Uh, who's your favorite big thinker and bolder that you like to get coffee with?
1: Uh big thinker and okay. So you know, I'd love to do Sergey Grin. You know,
0: you, you, you mean at Google?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah Sergey. <laughs> yeah.
0: Number three, uh, name your favorite online tool for building your business besides your own.
1: For growing our business? Yep. Uh, well, I'm an analytics guy. So I, you know, I'm, I'm all over the BI. So it's Excel and Tableau and Looker and tools like that.
0: Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Uh, I'm working on eight, but I don't normally get it. What do you get? (laughs) Uh, probably closer to five or six. I work all the time. All right. And what's your situation, Chris? Married, single, you have kiddos? I'm married uh, to a beautiful wife who's very supportive of my work habits. Uh, And I've got two kids, a son and a daughter, Connor and Kaylee. And how old are you? I'm 61.
0: Last question. Take us home. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: What do I wish my 20? Okay, well, first off, don't ever sell yourself short. Be fearless. Be uh, courageous enough to walk away from the things that, you know, aren't working for you. But,, um, you know, I, I I think the the most important thing is just just always remembering you can do whatever you set your mind to.
0: There you have it from Chris. You can do whatever you set your mind to. Do not sell yourself short. He teamed up with another Chris who launched his company Sales Scout in 2014. This Chris joined about a year ago when they were doing about 35 grand a month in revenue. They're now up to 260 grand a month in revenue using their own tool to drive most of that growth. Their team of 20 is based in Boulder. They're growing overseas teams, about 20 folks to do human checking on the data they're providing back to sales team. They've got about 100 customers paying on average 2800 bucks a month, doing about two hundred eighty grand per month right now on revenue. Less than 2% gross revenue churn annually and negative net revenue annual churn. Chris, thank you so much for taking us to the top.
1: Thanks very much, Nathan. Have a good day.